0: This is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans, and that's all that counts to me. Goodbye
1: and good night. thanks This is Mike baby from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Woo! now rocking with One Nation Radio welcome to the program Woo! James Boyd, Rich Latta and a couple friends She'll. with the show for your wrestling needs Shopping out the wrestler, of the IWC we gon' to tell her how it is we going to shoot from the hill if they putting out trash we going to rip them the bits. make sure that you tweet us and you rate the shows. tell a friend to tell a friend Now let's get it on the road hey. One Nation One Nation One Nation Sports
0: welcome to One Nation Radio and now here are your host Rich Latta and James Boyd. Thank you for listening. Social, social BWB,
1: What's up? Welcome to part 2 of the One Nation Radio Award Show for 2017. I am joined as always by my co-host James. James, what's going on, man?
0: Not too much. It's proud to be uh the opening act for Russell Kingdom. 12 this year that's all just really
1: happy yep so we're recording this on january 3rd it actually worked out last time um to do it in two parts perfect because we had a lot to discuss Uh, we had a lot to shit on uh, and we definitely had a lot to uh praise as well so your impressions of the the first show james i know you you haven't listened back to it yet but uh when we were doing it what did you think
0: Well, I thought that, you know, it was a solid, like, four-star effort, but, uh, you know, that was, what, that was uh, uh, December 31st, but now, you know, um, it's about to be uh, January 4th in the Tokyo Dome, so I think now we're about to give, like, a a a six-and-a-half-star effort, five-star effort, so (laughs) I think we're off to the right, I think we're off on the right setting, so, you know.
1: Yeah, man, so um, we did 10 awards last time, and we're going to do the other 10 now, so um, we've got plenty of controversial stuff to get to, so why not start right here? Um, The first award for day two of the show it is the vince russo who booked this shit award and this was formerly known as the wcw booking committee um who booked this shit award but
0: you know we just decided to go all the way with it so yeah oh and also you know specifically the wcw stuff that we were talking about was like you know a lot of the russo a lot of the russo stuff and it's like well you know that man was bad at both spots at both places so let's like you know fully incorporated fact that, like, wherever he's been, he's been a he's been a net negative everywhere he's been. So, you know, it's like a lifetime achievement award for him. And also, like, you know, given what happened uh, in the news, uh, wrestling news this year where, you know, he's filing a restraining order on Jim Cornette, and then, like, yeah, definitely, we, we definitely uh, finna, finna name something bad after you.
1: Yes, you know, because uh, we're down with Cornette, and Cornette's down with us, and we got pictures to prove it. So, you know, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So our nominees for the Who Booked This Shit Award. There was a lot of bad booking this year. So, oh yeah. Oh um yeah. the nominees are James Ellsworth wins the first ever Women's Money in the Bank Ladder Match for Carmella. Jinder Mahal wins the WWE title after being 13 and 80, including 8 and 17 on TV and Pay-Per-View before his title shot. Randy Orton burns down Bray Wyatt's Sister's Grave site for a face turn. Babyface Roman Reigns commits multiple felonies in an attempt to murder Braun Strowman, as James would say, all because he lost a match fair and square, the Survivor Series main event, in the Styles versus Owens feud. James, I know exactly where I'm going, but I'll throw it to you.
0: Oh, man. A lot of... There's a, there's a lot of uh, really high marks there And by high marks I mean I mean pure shit um, I think it's funny how like I, I, I think I'm the one that wrote these out And almost every single one Had to be explained in like One or two sentences right But like the, but, but there's one that sticks out That's like the, like, the Survivor Series main event and, Like oh that's All it needs is a few words that, that explains everything I don't even have to go into detail about that Right um, I, I don't know man like I think I'm gonna go off the board. I don't think this one is gonna be uh, the number one, but cause I, I'm pretty sure I know what number one is gonna be for most people. But for me, I'm gonna go with um, the their the whole burn down the, the 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 gravesite thing. Like I just don't like at The time is one for one is one of the most memorable things like that happened all year, and two is like. Then it happens, and then, like, the next week, you're like, oh, my God. Like, okay, so it's a double turn, right? Right? And then you find out, like, oh, nah, nah. Baby fa- baby faces commit arson. I'm like, holy shit. And, like, and it also ties into after uh, after everything's all settled to start the shame thing for AJ Styles, he says, like, he should be, eh, like, Radio I had to jump through who's to get my title shot back. I had to do this, that, and the third. John Cena he just shows up against Tyler Shot because because of Daniel Bryan and the Bella's like Randy Orton, Randy Orton Randy Orton should be behind bars. Like it's, it's just, yeah. it was like the it was like the first real real screwball weird thing they did of the year so like that sort of set the tone for all the other stuff. So like I'm going to go with that one.
1: All righty. <clears throat> Y'all been waiting for it. I've been building it up. <laughs> um it's Jinder Mahal winning the WWE title after being 13 and 80, and I think the record might be even worse, including 8 and 17 on TV and pay per view before his title shot. Jinder Mahal was an absolute disaster. He was a jobber who should have never, ever, ever got near the WWE title in 2018, 2017, 2016, any other year of the 2000s you, you want to name. This guy promptly drug main event wrestling into the absolute shitter. He was the guy that was responsible for a negative star punjabi prison match he was a guy that was out there with randy orton stinking out main event after main event with the same finish my i might add if he has a chemically enhanced body i don't care most people do so you know this guy I I don't believe, you know, that WWE really tried to do this. They just tried to pass this off like this was cool. Like, yeah, you know, six weeks later, a jobber is going to win the world title. They absolutely wrecked SmackDown the whole year trying to cater to this bullshit. They put this guy in a suit. He tried very hard, but it just didn't work. They sacrificed Shinsuke Nakamura to him, which was an absolute... Like, Nakamura didn't come over here for this. Like, this guy showed up the day after WrestleMania with the entrance, like, and the reaction of a god. Now, when Nakamura comes out, does it feel that way? He was pretty damaged by working with Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal went over all these guys in successive fashion um, on the lead up to that title shot. One week he was beating Mojo Raleigh. He pinned AJ Styles another week. He pinned Sami Zayn. And it was just like, they're not really going to do this, are they? But then they fucking did it. And <laughs> the worst thing about it was all these troll assholes that, that made this shit possible. They they cheered a meme to life, essentially. And, you know, the guy Jinder Mahal was a dude who was an absolute joke his entire career, James. And then they made him the WWE champion. Fuck what, like, what, what everything else is about. They literally picked dudes for this shit. But at least make it seem like... It's competitive at all. Like, yeah, Vince McMahon just walked up and just pointed this dude out. This was an absolute disaster, not only from the wrestling, but they obviously didn't draw a dime in India. The ratings went in the tank, and then they took the belt off him. Thank the Lord for AJ Styles, who was also marginalized by this, because he was stuck in the mid-card all year with the United States title that no one really cared about. And... This came directly after AJ Styles takes a civilian to a four-star match at WrestleMania, has the WWE Match of the Year, and is the MVP. And then they're like, never mind all that. We're going to put this this belt on this guy, Jinder Mahal, who has never, ever had a great match. Not once, James. Not once. <clears throat> and yeah. never drawn a dime. Never did anything they they tried with the presentation but even they didn't believe it because for a while they weren't even putting them in the main events on pay-per-view they were just letting this guy stink it out and seeing how pissed off people could get about it and it wasn't Junior mahal that a lot of people were pissed at it was the company the whole time so it was not only you know a ridiculous issue that just burned up the year it created conversation no doubt but You have to listen to what people were saying. And I think they eventually got the picture because that's why James, correct me if I'm wrong, but Jinder Mahal was, uh, he was the guy that headlined the show in India, right? Yeah. And then he jobbed the fuck out to Triple H. Yeah. (sighs) Because they knew. They knew the whole time and it was a sick joke just to fuck with us all. Who booked this bullshit? I'm done. Okay.
0: Um, I don't think there's anything left to be said.
1: Well, there is, you know, uh, this isn't the last of of (laughs) of what we're going to be saying about about how bad this was. Because it's going to reek. You're going to see the rest of these awards where it goes from here. But let's move on to, um, you know, another one. So we have the gimmick of the year, which is the best vehicle towards getting over, we described it as. Now our nominees are the Fashion Files, the Miztourage, Rusev Day, and the whole phrase around it, the Sing Brothers, the Yep Movement, and Elias's knockoff rock concerts, or off brand or great value, whichever uh, word you want to use for not as good. James, I'll throw
0: it to you, man. Oh, man. Um, Hmm. Towards getting over. I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to say Rusev Day. Um, Given where he's at, given where he started in the middle of the year um, after the injury uh, and where he's at now, to where, like, the crowd is chanting for him every tag match. um, They look like fools for not having them um, be the next tag challengers. I think I think that's the reason why they did what they did is on SmackDown uh, just the other day. Um, and they re, they kind of realized that they made a mistake with uh, with Shelton and Ben or Shelton. I Benjamin. Shelton and, and Gable, and they're going to be like, all right, we gave you your tag shot. You've been beat. You're done. You go to the inner line. Like you got to fight the Brooklyn Brawler tag team, uh, <laughs> and then like we're going to start off a Rusev day. So I think I think. Or possibly either that are going to continue doing uh, the new day thing, uh, new day versus Rusev day, um, but either way, like,
1: well, we're back from some technical difficulties. James, you were saying the crowd it feels organic with Rusev day.
0: Yeah, so I, I think they should uh, they should you know continue into this year, you know, making the best out of that for what they have because you know there's not too many um, tag acts that are just actually you know. Get some type of heat or crowd response, so they should make the best of this as they, as they go because, you know, Aiden English and, and Rusev together as a team, like, that's the drizzling shits on paper.
1: Like, <laughs> There's no way know, that this so, should have
0: worked. Yeah, not at all. So, like, uh, so for me, like, that's why that's why I took that at heart. I mean, this is like a late comer because, like, Rusev Day wasn't, like, a thing, like, three months ago.
1: Right and before that i probably would have leaned towards the sing brothers but rusev day is like getting so hot where it's getting to like not quite daniel bryan levels of like <laughs> like, <laughs> like like you know chanting for it like during other segments because there was a rusev day chant happening on raw on monday so it was like what yeah. the hell's going on here so, but uh i'm gonna go ahead and agree on that um the only i do want to give a shout out to the sing brothers who became the best part of every one of jinder mahal's wwe championship matches um Except the last one, but he wasn't the champion then. But these dudes saw the opportunity, uh, and they seized it. And they went up there and was willing to go through those tables off the Punjabi prison. They were going out there to do the talking. They were taking them bumps from Randy Orton and getting their ass whooped. And I think, as we mentioned before, they were out here with me and you. So, essentially. But, um... Yeah, the Singh brothers uh, were definitely good, but Rusev Day is the clear winner here. Uh, it looks like it's going to affect into 2018, so I don't know if that's just yeah. a um, you know a function of it coming along so late, but nevertheless, Rusev Day is where it's at right now. And if you don't know what day it is, there is a website, James, that was created to tell you if it is indeed Rusev Day or not.
0: You know, it's funny. Like my birthday is um, November 29th. No, it's not. And. Um it's Rusev.
1: What? It's on Rusev Day.
0: Okay, you're killing my. I'm gonna get to that. Like my birthday's <laughs> on November 29th, and then, uh, Jeremy, uh, you know, we, me, you, uh, Jeremy, and Josh all went to uh, went somewhere to eat, and uh, Jeremy comes up to me and says, "Happy birthday!" I'm like, "Happy birthday!" It's Rusev Day. <laughs> like that's 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 where this thing has gone gotten to. Like that fast. Like it's spread like wildfire. Like I, you know, I need to get me a Rusev Day shirt. Yeah. And I don't really, you know, and I don't really buy Russell merch like that. It is, it just is funny. It's goofy.
1: Yep. So, um, our next nominee, um, the WWE pay-per-view slash network special match of the year for the main roster. We'll be getting to everything else later. Our five nominees, AJ Styles versus John Cena at the Royal Rumble. AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series. Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble. The New Day versus The Usos at Hell in a Cell, in the Hell in a Cell. Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman at Fastlane. I don't know if you want to go first, James, or I can go. It doesn't matter.
0: Oh, uh, Cena versus Styles at Royal Rumble. I mean, I don't think there's anything even in, like, the, the same stratus on the main roster. I just think here's a notch above everything else. Um Especially when you, especially I mean, I'm not really doing this, including that, but like if you also include the build to it, then like it was antici- it was highly anticipated. Um, people wanted to actually see it. Uh, <laughs> that's also another thing about this, uh, and I mean, it was excellent from top to bottom, and it was one of those sequel, one of the you know, one of the rare sequels that that's better than the uh, the original. So uh, I loved it. Um, you know, I, I do I wish that he had not called him just a guy from Atlanta. Yeah, but we still we still got heat there and I, I and I think this is uh I think that was one of the things um with AJ Styles is is further proof that you put on an event and you don't get in the way of it, like you're gonna ha- you're gonna have yourself a great match and getting the fans will have their money, regardless of whatever garbage you put on the on the rest of the card if you so choose to do such a thing. Um he, he, he erases a lot of mistakes, booking-wise. He's that kind of guy.
1: Yeah, and uh, I would go with John Cena and AJ Styles, and I really wouldn't. I thought about this long and hard. But... I think something that subconsciously always got to me about that match was knowing where it was going. And, you know, whether fair or not, that's just how I evaluated the match. And I wasn't excited during it. It was like, oh, okay, everything looks really good, but I can't believe they're making Cena the champion. And, oh, shit, where is AJ Styles going? Oh, fuck, he's going to fight Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. Um, My match of the year was the only match in WWE that I gave a five-star rating to. And it was the New Day versus the Usos and the Hell in a Cell match. It was a demonstration of violence, innovation, and creativity in ways that we hadn't seen from tag teams nearly ever. It was, as we mentioned before, a competition to see who's the best. The booking in this led them to that point. So, it has the great build. It has the competitive nature. It has the unpredictability. Uh, We didn't know who was going to win this match when it was happening. And the New Day and the Usos literally had, you know, as James mentioned, like, I don't know any tag team rivalry, let alone one between, you know, people of color or anything like that that's been on this level ever. You know, you you can come to me with that TLC noise if you want. I'm going to tell you to get out of the time machine. So... It's like the the, the Usos and the New Day for me and the Hell in a Cell, and it might be controversial for some people, but to me it's not. Like, these guys, and this wasn't just like you, you talk about sequels as well. This was their fifth match, James, and and I think it was better than all of them that they had had previously than that. Um, but, yeah, uh, Usos and New Day is going to be my pick on that.
0: Yeah, um... I think that's my second favorite match, um, and along this category, I think this, this is what I would have placed second, um, but I just, it was, it was just a different level to me, um, and there, and there is something to say, for, be said for, like, what draws your attention and what draws, what drew your eyes or whatever to, uh, to the screen, and, I remember watching the Royal Rumble with y'all, because I think it was me, you, Jeremy, and our homeboy, Um Belvis. And, like, I literally sat up on my seat, like, at the start of the match, like, or once the video package started. And, like, you know, I, I I was watching, and that's, like, really the only kind of, I think there might be one other match that kind of did that for me this entire, uh, all of last year. So, um, for me, that, that that's what kind of sticks in my mind and, like, just to be absolutely, like, edge of your seat the whole way out because like, I didn't I mean, you kind of knew where it was going but like, hell, the way they fought, like, you know, it kind of it didn't really show itself until the very end and now, and also like, you know that was a New Japan finish so I also appreciate that too because like, that was their version of uh, of Okada Omega so, like I, I definitely uh, I, I so that's why I gave the advantage but like, if in a world where that doesn't exist or in a world where we've been like that happened so far in advance that I almost even feel like a part of the, of uh, 2007, especially because, like, it was excellent and there wasn't that much excellent this year. Yeah. Um, you'd be like, yeah, I would definitely go with, uh, with your pick. Yeah. So um,
1: our next award, the WWE pay-per-view of the year in (laughs) this category, (laughs) James, Um, there wasn't a lot to choose from everybody. Um, I don't think this was a particularly excellent year um, all around in any aspect of WWE except tag team wrestling. But, on the pay-per-views, SmackDown in particular was a dumpster fire for literally half the year. Raw was just... They would do things where babyfaces never got to, like, prosper at the end, and everything was just really average all together. Like, there was nothing that could really stand out because I don't know if people weren't given a chance or being given a chance to stand out or anything like that. But the nominees for pay-per-view of the year, are the Royal Rumble, Elimination Chamber, WrestleMania 33, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series. James, I'll throw it to you
0: on this one. Hmm. Is this the first year where, like, every member of the Big Four actually got nominated? Um, That we've done this?
1: Yeah, it might be.
0: I mean, I have to say that, like, you know, that SummerSlam or Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, or WrestleMania are perfect. But, like, it's it's almost as if, like, there was a brand split and it hampers how good these these shows can be. (laughs) Right? Um... Yeah, I'm gonna be a prisoner of the moment. I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with Survivor Series. I really enjoyed the format um this year, um even though like they ultimately were ultimately were only fighting for bragging, sorry, Starcade
1: '95.
0: Yeah, even though they were ultimately only fighting for bragging rights, um, I was still compelled by it, and I was still like, and you even watch uh, the, if you watch the show back, you'll see people were actually like really into the actual idea of. Brand versus brand, even though it's like who who could possibly watch a SmackDown and I also watch raw. But you actually you actually got the back and forth during some during the um the um the, the Survivor Series matches. Smack let's go SmackDown, let's go raw. Um and you know, like they did a lot of good stuff on that thing. Like I actually watched over uh today. I re watched AJ versus Lesnar for the first time and like that match is better on rewatch than it is originally because I mean, I'm sure you – like, we talked about this. Um, when you watched it originally, you're thinking, okay, like, AJ's a champion, but given what we they've done the last few months with – or the last so many months with uh, the WWE title, this might just be a con job. It's a bait and switch. like, we want you to be a champion – we don't want to get slaughtered by Brock Lesnar. Let's make AJ champion. Let's whoop his ass, have him come back uh, two weeks later and be so whooped by Brock Lesnar that he, he loses the belt right back to gender. And we start this whole thing, this whole disaster all over again. So we were still, so you get to the first half of that match and you're thinking, thinking, Oh my God, my worst fear is actually being realized here. And then they have the match and it's like, wow, like, how nice of like this is why Brock Lesnar gets paid the big bucks because when he wants to, he is absolutely awesome. And his matches are awesome. Um and also what can you, what more can you say about the excellence of AJ Styles at this point. So, um, and you throw in, you know, like the star the star building performance of Oscar. Um, the fact that they actually like really show you like where uh where the new day stand compared to um the shield. Um, And also the fact that they actually got that match Because, I mean, I never would've It's it's like, that was the biggest profile match of their entire careers Like, I I, You know, you get the weird um, Main event, but like for a four-hour show, like that's about as well of a four-hour show you can expect from WWE television.
1: There is a hole in every single one of these shows, and the common yeah. theme is they are the four-hour shows, and yeah. there is a huge dead spot or a portion that everyone abhors, like the Royal Rumble. You're not if you, like you're not down with Randy Orton, you you can get with right. the rest of the card. WrestleMania right. 33, the entire second half of the card is just like aside awful.
0: from like the Lesnar match.
1: Right. Um SummerSlam, the first uh, half of the card, booty. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And then the main event which lasts like an hour. Um or I don't know, like 45 minutes or something like that. And um that was a, a really big miss for me. So, you know, Elimination Chamber was wasn't on the level of these other shows, but I do think it was the best um pay-per-view that a brand did also a special shout out to great balls of fire but yeah
0: that um, would be up there that would be up there but like you like that was the best one but they had so many like bad finishes on that card yeah like the wrestling was there but the finishes when the booking let down that show
1: and no mercy as well like where they (laughs) they they decided to have wrestlemania 33 and a half (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So Um yeah. This is a weird one for me because I I don't particularly like like to cape for any of these shows. Um I, I went into WrestleMania just believing it was going to be a dumpster fire. Um, Royal Rumble that Randy Orton stuff rubbed me the wrong way. The first half of SummerSlam, as I mentioned, was just big show and big cast and good God. What what else was on the first first half of that, that show? Cena and Corbin just screwing off.
0: SummerSlam? Yeah. Oh my God. Dude. Bad. Real bad. Michael Jackson. Yes.
1: And it was literally like the first hour of SummerSlam that just was absolutely just terrible. Dreadful. Like, everything wrong with the company at the time. They they didn't know how to, like, time things out. They had John Cena going over Baron Corbin. They left the Usos in the New Day off uh, the pay-per-view. They had Randy Orton and Rusev, Sasha and Alexa, Finn Balor and Bray Wyatt. It was just bad up until that point. And then it turned around a little bit. So you started getting, like, the the, uh, Dean Ambrose and, you know, those guys. But... The damage was done, so I'm gonna agree with you, James. I'm gonna say Survivor Series. If if you one can look past the main event, I think you got a, a lot there. And like the Shield and New Day is getting really high marks from you know some folks. We really like Rockwood and value their opinion. Um, the deal with Brock and AJ, of course, and certain
0: parts of the main event were good like it was exciting to see the beginning the, yes the beginning the very until, beginning look, until, until they said hey we need to get all these good workers out here because we don't want them to fuck it up for the rest of us
1: Yes, like that's,
0: that's when everything is. we need changed. to showcase
1: these old guys and yeah, yeah but besides from that like I, I could go with Survivor Series as being um, the best in a batch of doo doo <laughs> so um our next award, um, did I skip one? No, I did not. So um, this was a really loaded category. Seeing as how WWE went ahead and gave away so many big matches on on TV this year, this was a situation where we were overloaded and, and it really couldn't make cuts. So starting from in chronological order to begin with, and then there's some more uh, at the end that I added on. Charlotte versus Bailey for the Raw Women's Title in February. Roman Reigns versus Cesaro, the Intercontinental Title match from a December Raw. Nia Jax versus Sasha Banks for the Raw Number One Contendership match in August. AJ Styles versus Randy Orton, the WWE Championship match or current Number One Contender match uh, on SmackDown Live. AJ Styles versus Dean Ambrose, January SmackDown Live. Bray Wyatt versus John Cena versus AJ Styles, Triple Threat, February SmackDown Live. The New Day versus Rusev Day versus Gable and Benjamin, SmackDown Live, Number One Contender Match on uh, December. The Big Show versus Braun Strowman, the the first match on Raw. Um, The one where they broke was that the one they broke the ring or no that was the second match. No,
0: that wait. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right.
1: Any combo of the Big Show, Braun Strowman matches. Um, yeah, pretty that, much. That whole trilogy. Yeah, three really good ones. So, and John Cena versus Jason Jordan on Monday Night Raw. Finn Balor versus The Miz versus Seth Rollins for the Intercontinental title. Finn Balor versus Roman Reigns. And Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. That is a very deep category. Those matches are going to, like, like we got to five easy in our match of the year uh, for pay-per-view stuff. TV was not that simple. So I'll throw it to you, James. You got anything on those ones?
0: Um, there are two for me that stick out and come to mind. One <sighs> sentimental and the other one, um, I think is well just the, this flat out, just the best Russell match on TV this year. Um, so I'm, 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 i'm just gonna go and go ahead and say that the best russell match i saw on tv this year was aj styles versus um dean ambrose on the I think it's like i think it's a january 31st episode uh 31st or whatever of, of smackdown live yeah. like that was basically that was like the blow of the feud like it was it was incredible like that was in a feud that had like that many good matches um i think it was, i think that I think that you got gave us like what three other matches that got four stars or better uh, from Dave Melzer. I thought that might have been their best match, and that includes the freaking TLC match. Like, wow, it was it was like it was one of those things where you see like you always hear about guys working the roads and doing going to towns and doing house shows together, or working on their matches and figuring stuff out, and then like the evolution of a few where you get a storytelling in, and um, you know, you get the reversals of moves and everything, and like. It was a TV show, but like, yeah, it was like almost like their blog, like, to find it. Like, it was like the, it was the end of it. Like, they, like, AJ. we are now moving Dean Ambrose from the main event title picture, SmackDown. Thank you for being the guy to bring the belt over to, um, over to SmackDown. And thanks for, like, being in the main event feud and helping AJ, um, reach his level, um, a champion. But, like, it's time to move on. And, um, like, we, you know, and that was like a send off and I thought it was I thought it was great. So like that's my answer. Like the cent- from not, the sentimental uh pick would for me would have been um the February Raw where uh where Bailey uh won the title the first time against Sasha it, i am mean, sorry, against um Charlotte. Like I thought that was I thought it was the best women's match of the year, um, on the main roster. So, um there was that too. And also you had this, you also had like all the stuff going into it with um, you know, what was going to happen next week? Like, where are they going to, you know, because of the interference with Dana Brooke and Sasha, what was going to happen? And, uh, ultimately that played out to be, you know, part of downfall of the Bailey character and her, and her entire ruination of, uh, of her on the main roster. But at the time, I thought it was pretty damn cool. And, um, especially for yeah, something that seemed like it was destined to be at a WrestleMania and they decided to pull the trigger early. Um it like you know, like she was she was over like Rover and then every fucking thing changed after that. But that's neither here nor there.
1: Man. So I've got two matches in mind. Um and I'm not sure how popular of a pick um this might be, but I really don't give a fuck. If y'all know me, um so uh I'm going to the the number 1 my winner is Finn Balor versus The Miz versus Seth Rollins. That was a fast-paced 22-minute triple threat in the main event of Raw for the Intercontinental Championship that I enjoyed thoroughly. I watched Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins the other day. That was really good as well, but Balor and Miz and um uh, Rollins, uh, put together something special there. And my second match will be John Cena versus Jason Jordan. It was the moment where I realized like, Hey, this guy, Jason Jordan, he has a whack ass gimmick. It might be doing him a disservice, but when the bell rings, I think you got to respect this guy and putting him in there with Cena was like, Cena going, you know, against a young veteran. This was in the middle of the Roman Reigns feud, and Roman Reigns also had a good match with Jason Jordan as well. And Jordan was on a that that was like the second match. He also had wrestled Finn Balor like the week before. So he was on like a little roll. Um, definitely like Jordan was one of the better T V performers of the year. Um definitely want to give Definitely, love.
0: definitely. They, Yeah.
1: Definitely want to give a love to A. J. Styles and Randy Orton for the number one contendership match in Yep. And um march because that should have probably been the wrestlemania match um for the wwe championship you can have randy orton win it whatever bring aj styles there and do it but they decided to put bray wyatt and his fat body in there and um start putting bugs on the mat and shit but i don't know i feel like i'm gonna change my my vote but i'm not gonna do that um aj styles and randy orton was great um but yeah, I'm going. I'm going to go ahead and stick with Finn Balor versus Miz versus Seth Rollins for my TV match of the year. Okay, but there was a lot to enjoy on television, and then we didn't even talk about Nakamura and Cena, and Nakamura and Orton, and you know any other big main events they d- decided to give away on a whim, like uh, the Triple Threat. There was, was also there was Samoa also Usos'
0: Joe. New Day match that was on that was on uh, SmackDown. That was great too. Yep. There was Samojo, Roman Reigns, and
1: Braun Strowman uh, in a triple threat leading up to SummerSlam. They, yep. you know, just blew through matches like 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 no one was watching. Like it was really puzzling, especially with how bad they struggled on pay per view this year. But yeah, that's gonna wrap it up for that category. Uh, the next. Uh, uh category is the non-main roster match of the year so we have some nominees on here and this one was tough as well because james wanted to nominate Loaded. every Kyrie sane match under the sun um, <laughs> okay
0: here you go that, look did they deserve to be on there or not
1: i mean there was a uh we had we had to cut down
0: no, did... Okay, when we came out with a short list before we cut down, did those did those matches belong there? Yes or no? Some of them did. Some of them did. Okay.
1: So, we're going to start with Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunne for the UK Championship at NXT TakeOver Chicago. The Authors of Pain versus DIY, the NXT Tag Team title match um, from the latter match in NXT TakeOver Chicago. Oscar vs. Ember Moon for the NXT Women's Title at TakeOver Brooklyn Three. Kyrie Sane vs. Tony Storm, the May Young Classic semifinal, Kyrie Sane versus Bianca Belair, the May Young Classic quarterfinal, Alistair Black versus the Velveteen Dream at NXT TakeOver War Games, and Johnny Gargano versus Andrade Cien Almas at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn Three. This is tough.
0: tough. Yeah, especially it's real tough, especially because, like, you know, you could have, like, you could have, like, just put in or voted for anything off of, like, Brooklyn 3 or from, or from War Games if you wanted to. Like, <laughs> you know, like, it was that kind of year for NXT TakeOver. Um, Yeah, just, just, I went through this, I went through this list and I thought to myself, like, why is NXT so much better at big shows than than the main roster? Isn't the main <laughs> roster supposed to be like? Isn't it supposed to be developmental? Or I know they call it the third brand or whatever. But even if you want to say that, isn't this the third brand? Why are the why are the why are the third brand better at big shows than the than the than the top brands? I don't understand this.
1: Man, I don't know. Like for me, it comes down to. to- Three matches. And I say three because those are the ones I enjoyed the most. Uh, And I'm going to particularly, I'm going to try to rank them. So number three, this is going to sound crazy to some folks, but Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunne at the UK title match, it was insane. It was nuts. Really? Yes, it was nuts and everything like that. But for me, I just enjoyed black and dream more as well as gargano and almas so my nxt match of the year is johnny gargano versus andrade san almas um at the opener at brooklyn three i was absolutely blown away from that match um when when i think of blow away wrestling that's it Um, not that Mm -hmm. bait and done isn't it's just I felt like it edged it out just a little bit for me and I'm literally comparing like if if this is a hundred percent scale right that they're doing I'm looking at like a 95 a 94 and a 92 right now Mm -hmm. (laughs) so and then Alistair Black and Velveteen Dream for me I enjoyed it so much because it was such a coming out party for the Velveteen Dream a guy that I've been rooting for for, uh, since you know Tough Enough essentially and to see him nail this character and to me he's the top overall prospect in developmental right now to to put him in there with Aleister Black a guy that's such a veteran and for him to take that responsibility to take this young dude and make him that will forever be on Aleister Black's record but I'm gonna go with Gargano and Almas here
0: okay well I didn't think I was gonna be the one that's gonna down to go down on a uh or, or be down on a uh, Gargano uh, match. Go figure. Um, yeah, I... For me, it's it's bait versus done. Like, it was at a time where I, I had to re-watch a lot of stuff to catch up to what I had missed because I, I, it was at a time where I was not watching the product because of uh, the NBA playoffs. Um, just, bait, you know, every night like a playoff game, my family used to say, but... Huh. I came back and I watched this match and I heard good things about it, but like I was like floored. Like I thought, you know, I thought that like that. I thought that that match might end up getting five stars. I, I thought that match was incredible. Um, so yeah, I for so for me and like it made me it made me a immediate fan of um of, of Tyler Bate. Uh, so like, yeah, immediately for me and it is. It it, there were so many spots in that match that like. I didn't know you were allowed to do that inside of a WWE ring. Right? I didn't know I I I I thought that Vince would I I thought Vince would call security out and drag you and escort you out of the building. What right? are you doing here, pal? Yeah, yeah. You like you you can't do that in a twenty by twenty. You can take that shit out somewhere to where it's sixteen by sixteen. Yeah, so That's for not me, work. so for me, so it, it's it's uh it's it's NXT Chicago. Uh the UK match, definitely.
1: Yeah, man. So, the next award, and we are coming back to it. The Die Rocky Die Failure (laughs) of the Year. The the award for the worst long-term direction of the year. So Boy.
0: Boy, oh boy, oh boy.
1: Jinder Mahal is WWE Champion. Shinsuke Nakamura's time on the main, main roster. WrestleMania 33's WWE title match. Baron, Corbin, and Carmella as the Money in the Bank contract holders. 205 Live. The women's divisions. Jason Jordan being revealed to be Kurt Angle's son. Woo, he got some trash to dig through. James, I'm going to throw it to you.
0: I mean, it's got to be gender, right? Yep. I mean... You can talk about all the damage of, um, of what the of what they did with the women's rosters, where like they put Charlotte, they moved Charlotte to SmackDown, and they put her on ice for three four months. Um, you you can talk about uh, how they how they had Carmella be the uh, or the, the money in the bank, like by having her not actually win it herself. Um, in in the, the fact that they've done nothing with her since then, it beat her like a drum. Uh, we can talk about. How Alexa Bliss has basically like completely killed the division, like she's Bret Hart ninety seven. Um, yeah, I just we we can talk about the, the, the like the beginning of the damage that was done before Jinder even got there with the WWE belt when they did what they did at Royal at WrestleMania with uh, Bray Wyatt and, and and Randy Orton. But like when you tie the top prize, what everybody's fighting for on the brand to this dude that like was so utterly beatable, not unbeatable, beatable. And so like, not the guy, not even close, not even like in the same area code as the guy, like you set back the brand, you set back the company, (sighs) And for what to make a money play into a company into a, a country that like already has your free pay per view, like yeah, it, it was it was terrible. I mean, I, I mean at this point we're like piling on. How many more times can we say this is fucking horrible or this was fucking horrible? So it was absolutely like, yeah, it, horrible. It was
1: gender. James. It it, it was gender Mahal, and it was yeah. just like you know something that, that I just couldn't believe. Like with gender they things got so bad where they had to resort to resort to overt racism i went on a rant um that that's you know uh i may actually have to rehash (laughs) and put out um you know sometime soon but you know talking about essentially like what their title reign had degenerated to um with gender in that spot but Without a doubt, I think the highlight of um, the Jinder Mahal title reign, at least for us on One Nation Radio, was the Punjabi prison uh, match post-match rant that um, <laughs> that we we kind of came up with. And for those of you that did not hear it before, we're going to flash back the audio back to July.
0: Rich, what do you think about this match,
1: <sighs> James? It would be better if they gave us nothing. This match was less than nothing. I can't justify this fucking match. These people know what happened in this damn match. Jim Cornette told me to go fuck myself. (laughs) The Rock told me to shove this match straight up my candy ass. Do you know what it's like to watch a match so bad that it feels like it's been shoved up our asses? I'm going to lose my fucking mind over this. You know why AJ Styles was successful in pay-per-view main events? His matches involved his matches involve storytelling, grace, striking, and athleticism. Mahal vs. Orton has been about repeat fuck finishes and the great Khali. I can't accept this shit. Either book better main events or get a new fucking champion. Negative one star. Fuck that match. <laughs> Oh my! Yeah, that was your flashback audio of the Punjabi prison rant, um, a legendary moment on One Nation Radio. If I will go ahead and say so myself, but um, yeah, James, the I, I think that's it. I mean, you could talk about Baron Corbin and Carmella, whatever. Two hundred five live has been really bad. You know when they uh, went ahead and kicked Neville in the dick and uh, gave the belt to Enzo More. I can't see that show being appealing for anyone. Um and, and, you know, maybe there are people that want to, you know, go ahead and watch that, that 205 live show where they do nothing but talking and chin locks. But um that that's not that's not what I had in mind for uh 205 live and I don't think it's what most people had in mind. It definitely wasn't what was presented in the CWC. So you know, WWE got their hands on it and WWE eat it all up and had these taught these guys how to work and they have uh you know stuff happening like Grand Metal League selling the leg for the whole match so he can't high fly. Yeah. What's the point?
0: Yeah, I mean when you have like when you have all of these two hundred and twenty pound, two hundred and thirty pound, two hundred and hell, you even have 260 and sixty pound dudes uh doing suicide dives um, in matches. So it's like okay, doesn't really work out that way when you juxtapose that with uh two hundred or one hundred and ninety pound guys and you know the smaller dudes working the same exact style as the big dudes, so why in the hell would I want to see the smaller dudes? Yeah. <clears throat>
1: They, um, they're clearly not established and they're not being given the same creative attention. They're all having to get over together. They are all having to play second fiddle to Enzo Amore who can't lace their boots as a wrestler. Um, they've decided to turn 205 Live into the interview hour where they put Enzo in most segments. Um, at least from what I hear. So, um... They, uh, but yeah, none of it, none of it is touching Jinder Mahal as the WWE champion. That's by far the worst creative decision of this decade, maybe of this century. Um, of the decade? Damn. Century. Um yeah, so moving on uh to more positive moments, um uh, in some cases, others not so much. <laughs> but um the single top moment of the year award, and this was uh, an award we introduced last year, I believe. Um Charlotte and Ric Flair's embrace in Charlotte, North Carolina, um, and that was after Ric Flair essentially beat Death. Um AJ Styles and Finn Balor doing the two sweet at TLC. Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins reuniting. Randy Orton hitting his pose after burning down Bray Wyatt's sister's graveside.
0: (laughs) Yes, it was the best thing and the worst thing at the same damn time
1: braun Strowman flipping over an ambulance containing roman reigns Ooh, that was great the usos versus the new day rap battle and the festival of friendship this is like a really deep category because there was some sentimental stuff there was just some absolute incredible stuff there was jaw-dropping stuff and then there was really cool stuff all right so james what was your single top moment of the year
0: yeah, um I'm I'm gonna go with Charlotte running into Ric Flair's arms in Charlotte after winning the SmackDown that title. I thought uh I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was great. Um I thought it was something that, that was very, very moving and very emotionally uh heartfelt. Like and I, I I it kinda messed me up was um I found out later that uh actually charlotte knew that rick flair was there i thought given how like how awkward it kind of was and everything that uh that it was actually a it, that it was actually a real life you know shoot a shoot um kind of like what happened with um the women uh, finding out from stephanie that there's going to be a women's royal rumble um but anyway they, they played it up so well that I, I i thought it was legitimate i thought it was a legitimate thing and um i thought it was i thought it was great i thought it was I thought it was one of the best moments that I've seen out of WWE as far as a feel good moment in like, geez, I don't know since Daniel Brown won the WWF title, Good God. WWE title, yeah. So yeah, I thought wild. I thought I thought it was really I thought it was really cool, really cool. All
1: right, and in one sense, James, I agree that was the moment of the year. Uh, if you're just straight talking about like feel good stuff and just seeing like, wow, this is like gripping emotionally, but. If you are savage, like myself, um, <laughs> and, and many uh, fo- folks around us that, is, you know, populate our Twitter timelines and also our group, the Wrestling Squared Circle, it had to be Braun Strowman flipping over an ambulance containing Roman Reigns. Weeks after the un- he retired The Undertaker, Roman Reigns was a smug dick that everyone was just... Hoping bad things would happen to him, and what could happen worse than Braun Strowman flipping over and and almost mauling this guy, and you know just a couple weeks after he got booed for ten minutes straight on national television, and this it was it was euphoria, it, it was euphoric, it was just an, an, an absolute moment I will never forget, and possibly the moment that launched Strowman to his stardom.
0: Yeah, and, and it was also, like, cathartic in a way, because, like, if I remember correctly, he, beat, he you know, he quote-unquote retires The Undertaker, he does a whole thing where he spends he, he goes out there, and he stalls and stalls and stalls, and then he says, uh, you know, and gets all the bad things in the world said to him, and then he says, it's my yard like a smug prick, and then... Uh, he shows up the next week and he's about to give. Actually, after being a smug prick to us on TV, he comes back next week and he's going to give like a, you know, like a, a toned down, you know, uh, I guess they're trying to book him as a good guy I, I guess, again. No, no, yeah, like go, yeah, go back against that, against pushing up. But he's a, he's a prick now to being like, oh, he's a good guy. Um, Kind of like, you know, and then like immediately, like, nah, you don't even get a chance to that. Move out of the way, Michael Cole. Catch these hands. Yeah. Literally, catch these hands. And, and like, just the fact that like it kept going and going and like it, it reached stage of like ridiculousness and like everybody hate, everybody like disliked that guy so much that like everyone was perfectly fine with it. It's like, one, you're this dude has been over pushed for, for, what three four years whatever i've got i've lost count at this point like since 2014 he's been overpushed um since the show broke up uh he he uh you know he just retired like you know the last kind of like the last living legend of the the attitude era right um I mean, you're still dang. I mean, I guess there's still uh, Triple H there because, because it's always the game. But you get my point. Yeah, like the last, like transition. truly universally beloved character of that era, um, maybe the only one because you know people have their issues with Sean from back in the day still. Um, and like, next thing you know, like, nah, like if this is the, is like, nah, I'm gonna kill you. And now I'm going to kill you. I'm gonna. I'm going to throw you over the over the balcony, over the banister, basically, over the ledge. Then I only. Then the, the, the paramedics come.
1: All right, a little bit of technical difficulties, James. You were saying when the paramedics and the coroner came.
0: Yeah, when they came to come scrape him up off the off the, uh, I guess off off of the concrete because he was street pizza, like and you know like it's almost like yeah, forget that part. Forget you know. Forget your health, forget your life, and then also like forget also also forget these fuckers are trying to save you too, and then, and they flip they flip he flips over ambulance and it's just like this is the best thing ever.
1: Yes. Um. So yeah, that that is for me. Um. I love the rap battle as well. Um. I thought it was. Yeah. The best segment overall um, that was on WWE TV this year, Mm -hmm. just the uh, the willingness for WWE to get out of the way and admit when they don't know what they're doing, because I really feel like they let these guys uh, handle it. And those dudes delivered in spades. Um, Also, Ambrose and Mm Rollins reuniting. The crowd went nuts. I was fully for that. You know, and then they had to turn it, you know, to to involve Roman Reigns and then make it all, hey, we have T-shirts, and, you know, it's a corporate money grab and all that. But uh, before that, when it was just Rollins and Ambrose, these guys come back together, that was pretty cool. Also, everything on this list is pretty cool. Um, The Festival of Friendship, like, happened really early in the year. So it kind of gets lost in this stuff. But the Two Sweet was also uh, a good thing when, uh, you know, these dudes had never faced each other, even in Japan. Um, that was their first ever one-on-one meeting. It was like the two leaders of the Bullet Club, and it's like, wow. That was pretty cool. And <clears throat> But yeah, yeah, I'm definitely going with uh, Stroman flipping over to ambulance in a tie with Charlotte and Ric Flair's embrace, because Ric Flair, to say it lightly, in some circles, uh, you know, in most circles is a cultural icon. this guy came back from the dead essentially or near death, and then was back in his town essentially with his daughter when she wins the championship first time anyone 's ever seen him you can't really top that you can't script that uh you know either like it's not like wwe was like hey rick we're gonna have you uh you know we're gonna have your your kidney shut down and have you go in the hospital for a couple weeks and then come back out of it nah that's like real life um they got blended with that
0: yeah (laughs) but another part about it's like he almost died. He almost died throughout the entire thing, and then like he had to he had to relearn how to walk just weeks before going coming out in front of everybody in North Carolina. Like, and it's also one of those things where like with WWE because they're jackasses, like they rarely ever let the home the person from their hometown actually like win, and like so it was also that part of that too. Like it was only like two instances this year that I can think of where somebody from the hometown won, and that was one of them. That made it even more sweet, just like in front of like in front of hometown, in front of like you know, Charlotte, North Carolina, or Ric Flair, or, or Ric Flair has been built from, and, like, literally, you know, carried, you know, carried half of American, North American wrestling, um, or, sorry, of American wrestling um, for, you for know, a, 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 almost two decades, like, that's, you know, out of, from there, this happens, like, I thought I thought it was just great, I thought it was, like, for, for as much stuff, bad stuff to happen this year in WWE, like, stuff like that kind of makes me think, like, I'll keep giving this. I'll keep giving this stupid uh, genre of entertainment another uh, chance after chance after chance because of stuff like that.
1: Yeah. So um, <clears throat> our next category, the one of the rare occurrences throughout WWE this year, the success of the year. <laughs> this is something WWE did well and that fans uh, appreciated. The tag team divisions, the May Young Classic, the new Survivor Series format. Hopefully, it's a thing. Braun Strowman, his Please. rise in multi man matches. So, um, James, I'll throw it to you on this one.
0: As much as I love uh Survivor Series format and um and how much I you know I thought it was the paver of the year. Um how much I love tag team wrestling this year. Uh I mean it has to be Braun, right? Like he he is the He is like a guy that like somebody that they that they put a push behind, and it is pretty much worked along pretty much at at the speed that they wanted to go, and it worked out. And now this dude's a huge star, and I mean he's even able to he's been able to Uh even absorb uh, some of the bad stuff they done to him, like when they had nothing for him at WrestleMania, or when they beat him at the at uh, the Andre the More Battle Royal, or. Um, you know, he loses first paper, he loses like his first really big pay-per-view match. Like he's right along the way because they've done so many good things with him along the way that like, there's kind of a goodwill there. And like, people aren't even tripping on the fact that like, he's not some super great worker. Like even the people that are, like, are really into, you know, like, like wrestling nerds, like we are like, we appreciate the fact that like, there's something to be said about, there's just a big gigantic guy that comes out here and mauls the hell out of you and gets to do cool stuff. Stuff um, and show these like freakish, like cartoonish, like feats of strength from time to time, and no cell stuff. Like, there's something special about the fact that like this dude is actually like real, a real live like wrestler, and, like in the sense of like being able to break the like get you to suspend, suspend disbelief because of how awesome he is. Like, that's that's what wrestling's all about. So, like for me, it's it's Strowman.
1: Yeah. And the tag team divisions were at their zenith, I believe, this year, but James is right. Braun Strowman is a <clears throat> those the guys don't grow on trees. Um he's super athletic. Nope. He has a grasp for the business. He it's like he has he has an idea of who he is already so early into his career. And I feel like he's gonna be around for as long as he wants. It's a little bit like seven footers in the NBA. And He's going to be a guy that they'll always be able to put him opposite of Roman Reigns. And he was the guy that, you know, was essentially, WWE was essentially waiting to come along to either be the dance partner for Reigns or to basically be the guy to get rid of Kane, Big Show, and Mark Henry to assume all their roles in one. And. This guy, <clears throat> um, as James mentioned, he's never gonna get confused for being the best wrestler, but he is like you trust him in those moments, like if you put him in there with a Seth Rollins, if you put him in there with almost anyone, um he's going to deliver and stay true to his style so uh definitely, he is the success of the year um uh, they tried with the May young classic, I don't think it got the top level um you know success that they may have been looking for but as a overall package of what they did i feel like people will appreciate that years down the line like i don't think it's gonna it's gonna be something we're gonna have to look back on like hey that was really cool like what they did but um in the multi-man matches i mean that was kind of a something we threw in there because they all they most of them they did were really good and the multi-man matches they were insulated from a lot of the stuff that was happening in a lot of the one-on-one matches um, with the multi-man. This could even be tag teams. This could be a triple threat. This could be a five way. Chances are is going to be good. Um, but yep. yeah, they, I don't know if you want to say a word or two about the May young classic James.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, I loved it personally. Um, it was an introduction to a lot of into uh, a lot of um, people that I just had never seen before, um, and like from a storytelling perspective, it got over every single person that it wanted to get over. Like Piper Nevin first match, like beating um, Santana Gary, that was a risk. It paid off. Yeah. Like by the time you, she has that match where she gets eliminated with um, with Tony Storm, like. You, you you're fully bought into like yeah this just this this woman given like she's not she literally is um like the Nia saying like she's not like most other girls especially on um, WWE's roster and you believe that like she can actually be she could one day actually you know be on the main roster in matches splashing the hell out of people. Um, Tony Storm like the like I, I just love her character like she might be my favorite woman's wrestler right now not named Asuka. Uh, Or Bailey, so like it's it's really, and I've only seen her wrestle a handful of times. Like, like the 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 Classic made me want to go out of my way go to go on YouTube and search around and see some of her matches. Like, I saw a match with Candice Lecrae. Like, I'm a fan of her. Like, I love it. Like, she's like to me, she's almost like, she's almost like a, like a female Shawn Michaels, mid '90s Shawn Michaels, like heel Shawn Michaels. Like, she's she's awesome. Uh, Kairi Same blown away by everything she did in the in the ring. Um, her good things about her, like uh, and the scene is believing, and it was incredible. Come out a party for Bianca Belair. Like I, I loved everything that was done. Shayna Baszler when she when she when she came out here and like you know, so killing people what her finish her finish is incredible, <laughs> the, like just incredible. And The way she 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 healed up on 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 Candice wrestling. I, I thought I thought she came up like. The biggest douche in the world, and I wanted to see. I wanted her to see it, to get beaten, and you know, they they sold it so well going into, um, uh when they went off on the network with the Mayon Classic to set up the live show. Like I wanted nothing more than for Kyrie Saint to, to to beat the hell out of uh, out of uh, Shannon I didn't know she could do it because Shane was a badass. So thing like that was a perfect build. Like they did so well with that, um, and I think their top level matches. I mean, they're not like on par with the cruiserweight classic matches, but like they're on par with what they put on on the women's roster or what they put on, you know, for the main roster for the men too. So I, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a success.
1: Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, Braun Strowman <laughs> and James, we have <laughs> arrived. It is now time for. The IWC Award. (laughs) Funk Flex Bomb included. Um, This is my favorite award every year. We look at all the internet controversies of the year. The biggest, you know, most pressing issues. And we crown, you know, what, what it is. And we like to go through all of these. So, first nominee... Part timer Mania. Um, next, Finn Balor being passed over for the Universal Title Match at the Royal Rumble uh, for 2018 because he is not over enough. The cancellation of Talking Smack Gender Mahal <laughs> Mis- Misuse of the NXT call ups and hashtag heat. WWE's obsession with getting heat. So James, let's go through these one by one. Part-timer mania. This was the biggest most offensive version that we've ever seen of it. Would you disagree? No, I would not disagree. It you know these these guys went ahead and just as soon as you think one part timer's gone they they have another one is i believe you referred to it as
0: whack-a-mole james it, it... yeah it's whack-a-mole like you hit like like a mole sticks head out through the hole you whack it and then in the video game another mole another mole pops another head through another hole like it, it's, it's it's almost like um there's so many plugs, um there's so many like once you plug up one hole, in the, like in the boat, another springs, a, another part of the boat springs a leak. Yep. and you're constantly, you're constantly like just fighting to stay afloat over all this bullshit, and constantly they, keep, they just want you to tread water or to drown.
1: Yep. Uh, we had Goldberg and Brock Lesnar literally wrestling for the Universal Championship. Uh, Kevin Owens being sacrificed. Triple H insisting that he comes out and has a slow, boring, crowd-killing 27-minute match in the middle of WrestleMania um, for the second year in a row. This time he wasn't on last, thankfully. Um, they, br- they brought back Kurt Angle, um, to start wrestling, even though, you know, Kurt Angle looks like he shouldn't even be like, he can't even walk correctly. Um, right. Shane McMahon dancing all up into videos, as you've described, <sighs> man, <laughs> this is, <laughs> I, I hate everything about it, James. It, it, it was just like, it became clear to me at WrestleMania 29, that this was going to be a problem. I never imagined it would just like continue to go on this long.
0: Well, get ready.
1: Yeah, because they're about looks, to do because it, it again. it looks like
0: we're going back to the trap. so We're about to do it again. So I don't know what Yeah. So, um,
1: yeah. <clears throat> Up next, uh, Finn Balor being passed over for the Universal title match uh, at the Royal Rumble because he's not over enough. Now, James, would you be kind enough to remind everyone what happened to Finn Balor over the last couple months?
0: Okay, so he comes back from at the night after WrestleMania 30, 33 and um, he is thrown into a five way uh, almost immediately. Um, was that the first pay per view back for him? I think it was. Yeah, he is thrown into the five way, and, t- and he gets pinned. Even though there were four, other, there were three other guys that take the pin. I um, mean, keep in mind this is the the returning Universal Champion that never uh, coming back to to win back to tell he never lost, right? Simple story, really simple story, really short and sweet. Um, so that happens. He uh, he gets pinned. Okay, cool. So what do they do next? They put him in the ring with the Drifter, a guy that can't work to save his life, a guy that was at that point uh, was a, was a bottom-of-the-card uh, jobber, essentially. That was a heel. Um, they're on TV. Uh, the feud was so poorly received that they never put it on pay-per-view uh and also like they hit him they they almost give him another concussion uh, a second concussion on the year with the with the guitar so um that sucks so they move on from there and they put him out there with uh Bray White a guy that is now a let's see, uh, 2013, uh, in, uh, summer 2013, summer of 14, <laughs> summer of 15, summer of 16, summer of 17. He has a four-year history of never getting anybody he ever fused with over. He is a kiss of death. Uh, I've been saying, I said to people now around the um, around the uh, the internet. Uh, I guess you want to say like. The, the powers that be in the internet, uh, like the Melchers of the World are finally acknowledging it this year that he's a kiss of death and nothing ever he ever does actually ever gets over or is ever uh, received well. Um he is up
1: Welcome to able. One Nation Radio you know, in two thousand and thirteen or two thousand fourteen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So he uh, so they have a feud, you know, you hear all that stuff going well oh, they can't be that bad. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be very wide and you know, da, da 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 Okay, so what's feud over? They're having a feud over paint. Great, they have a feud over a dude in, in his gimmick, cool. So uh, the first one is to go. The first one's doesn't uh, is an okay match. The second one is actually a really good match. Um, so props to him. Um, but they're about to go into a third time, and the third time they're going to have uh, Bray Wyatt dr- uh, play a woman, like dress up in. I don't want to. I don't know if it's drag or she had or he had a stride over his head, and they they pitched up his voice to sound like a woman. Um, I, I can't believe I've ever, I, I I don't think this sentence has ever been said. Luckily, he caught viral meningitis. <laughs> yes, right. Um, so then, from there, he's put into the Survivor Series match. Uh, I'm sorry, he, he beats. He's actually from there. He's he's moved into with AJ Styles. He beats AJ Styles in one of the best matches of the year on the main roster. Uh, and he finally, and they and got him some goodwill and some momentum. Uh, Now that he's, like, back-to-back, good pay-per-views in a row. Get him on the right spot. Get him in the right uh, space, finally. And we are now, you know, get you the Survivor Series. Give you, you think, give him a decent showing? No, they don't. They beat him like a geek. And then, next thing you know, uh, yeah, he is up, uh, basically, because of the Kane situation, where he gets buried, uh, I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry, I put this out of source. I'm sorry about this, but after he beats AJ Styles, he the very next night he comes on, he gets buried, he gets squashed by Kane, um, <laughs> a guy that's you know here, in, you know here here today, going tomorrow, a guy that's come and go, makes no sense why he's even like getting getting this kind of push, it makes no sense at all, other than the fact he's he's seven foot tall or whatever. So he suffers from that, and then you you find word that. Vince McMahon thinks that like with after Survivor Series there was like nine nine ten paper v- or TVs before Royal Rumble, who, the, WWE decided that he's not over enough to be able to even uh, re- rehabilitate in those ten weeks of TV for a title match, which is like ridiculous because like they made Jinder Mahal the number one contender for the, so the SmackDown belt. And he was 13 and 80 in his last 93 matches before then. I, so I, it it was it, it mind-boggling ridiculous. and it's frustrating and just like, just back in the face of the long-term bookie because all throughout the year when Paul Hayden was cutting promos over the next challenger, whatever bum of the month that, uh, that Brock Lesnar was going to F5 into oblivion and one F5, he will put over Finn Balor. like this was his spot for months for months and they decided nah, no fuck not not good enough and it was their own doing
1: yeah it was a self-fulfilling prophecy and this guy is one of the best big match wrestlers in the world and they just have him doing things like fighting against the miscarriage and elias and just in positions that aren't befitting of his talents um If there was someone that wanted to go back to New Japan, he's definitely a candidate, just like almost everyone else, uh, that comes from New Japan at this rate, (laughs) um, like Nakamura especially, uh, which we'll get to in a little bit, but, um... Yeah, that was really bad Um, The next one, uh, Talking Smack's cancellation Um, This was something that happened back in July So Talking Smack was the most organic WWE show on television from its existence until it was canceled So you know what that means WWE can't be having that shit Uh, Something the fans like, something that's organic that they can't control Oh no, we can't have any of that uh, this was the show where The Miz essentially rebirthed his career and got to almost, to a superstar level again. And he, you know, this show going away, it took away one more organic outlet that these guys had that people really enjoyed. Um, I'm not sure, you know... Why they couldn't move 205 Live around, but they were obsessed with trying to establish 205 Live and they were willing to, you know, put Talking Smack on later uh, at 11 p.m. And it's like, wow, that's a lot to, to have to watch, like three hours and then the post show on the Tuesday, excuse me, after the Monday Night Raw for three hours and on some weeks after the pay-per-view as well like that's nine hours in a row that's that's a bit much man like they you know miz, it was the place where miz told us all about a coward you know to that coward's face and set that coward off of the in shame humbled and you know you know that's where guys advance angles and they started angles and you know it was it was the one of the it was arguably the best show on WWE TV it was so unpredictable and we never knew what was coming next and even if we didn't see it live it was you know something that we pretty much had to go check back out um Daniel Bryan his performance on the show <laughs> I don't think it can ever be forgotten because he was in full give no fucks what are you gonna do fire me mode James do you remember when Daniel Bryan was um, just giving no fucks out there
0: yeah of course that was the best part about uh, talking smack. Like it was that, and also the Miz coming out there from time to time and like irritating the shit out of Renee Young and Daniel Bryan. Like it was fantastic. Um, like I'll never forget uh, last year ar- around this time when they brought out Rhino as Drunk Santa and he was saying lewd. He was saying lewd uh, out of pocket stuff to to Renee. Um, stuff that given the climate where we're at now with Harvey Weinstein, it would definitely fall under. Uh, Sexual harassment, like yep. it was, it was fantastic. Like not not what he said to her was fantastic, but like it was just so funny and so like off the cuff, and you didn't know where stuff was go- going. But like you still trusted what was going to happen be- uh, because like it, they had paid you off with so many good things and it built a credibility and like in a you know a, a, a cult following amongst you know the internet fandom, and of course that means it had to go. I guess. Um, the thing that I uh, the thing that I never understood was them exp- saying that you know, or people explaining it as well. You know, um, them doing that costs money or whatever else. When it's like, okay, so what extra does this cost when all this stuff is already put in place and bought for f- to run a SmackDown show anyway? Um, like it's one of the sets. It is like it's the same set you use from. Um, the pre, from, I'm sorry, from the uh, what do you call it? The pre-show announce table for pay-per-views. That's just put in the back. Um, there's already a camera crew from SmackDown because I run the show, and you already had a talent in place because they were at they were working the show for SmackDown. So I never saw what, other than the fact that you just say I don't like it. There's nothing from a monetary position that would say that it needs to be canceled. Because it was, there was no overhead.
1: It's organic, and WWE has proven time and time again that they love to run away from, you know, what may be organic in this era. Next nominee, Jinder Mahal. What more can be said about the sucking, the, the absolute sucktitude of Jinder Mahal? Uh, one thing that we didn't mention previously are were the promos. When it wasn't overt racism that he had to refer to to try to drum up some type of heat, it was the same exact promo over and over and over and over again. Where he said, you know, you guys don't like me because, uh, you know, my country and where I'm from and everything like that. It's like, okay, whatever. We heard it. It's been done. It's it's not new. It's not groundbreaking. It it's simply not made event. This is pedestrian uh, at best. And Jenner Mahal was an abject failure. He's the worst WWE champion I've ever seen it, with my two eyes. Um, yeah, it, and and it some reason like this was something that pretty much showed you what kind of fan you were. Uh, on the internet, it was like, "What side are you on?" Essentially, you had to you had to pick a side. But, all right, so are, are you out here drumming up this gender bullshit or no? And you know that that was one of the first thing I think you you had uh, asked um, Clive. Uh, I won't I won't give out the government his government name. But the first time we talked to him uh, from the Ricky and Clive show, uh, like so you you know uh, we need to know where you where you at so. I don't know if you remember that, James.
0: <laughs> I don't remember that at all, but it sounds like something I, I do, I guess. Yeah.
1: So, um, yeah, Jinder Hall was an absolute dumpster fire, uh, even more than Baron Corbin, in my opinion. But um, the misuse of the NXT call-ups, the next one, Shinsuke Nakamura, this was his first year on the main roster, and it was supposed to go a lot better than it did. He had big victories over John Cena and Randy Orton and absolutely nothing else. He lost to Jinder Hall on pay-per-view multiple times, including clean. He was kicked in the dick by Baron Corbin during a pay-per-view match. He had an absolute stinker with Dolph Ziggler on pay-per-view. They had no idea what to do with the greatest Japanese stars who ever stepped foot in WWE. Not a single clue, James.
0: Yeah, and they had, they all, and we say that, and like they did even less with Bobby Roode.
1: Yep. They just let Bobby Roode kind of linger really and weird. be off like, TV. Ty Dillinger, you barely see him.
0: Yeah, like, is the, I mean, I guess now because they're they're finally gonna just gonna not even play around with it apparently and they're just gonna to get to it with Asuka. Um and also with uh Samoa Joe, like those are like the only two that like that you'd be like, Yep, even close to a thumbs up. Like the revival, I mean I mean that's kinda unfair to even say the, uh, that they've screwed them yet yet. Uh because like they, they've been injured um and, and have been really unlucky. But uh, their time is coming because you know. They don't look good for good them. How those guys look? If like if Shinsuke Nakamura and Bobby Roode, given how they look and how they work uh, and the success they've had on NXT as as the, the singular draw for NXT um, on these on these uh, tours. Uh, if that ain't enough, then I don't know what the hell is for uh, for for two dudes that look like that uh, in the main roster for ta- as tag team champions. Like good luck. Yeah um the
1: the the nxt call-ups too dark tomorrow's yeah yeah they, it's just been mind-boggling <laughs> as our our fa- the favorite our favorite stars just never seem to um come out the right way but you know they'll go ahead and and have elias you know protected for months for some reason, like they'll, they'll make sure they don't, they'll, they'll go out of their way on commentary to, um, make sure he's looking strong and it's just amazing.
0: Yeah, while he's giving like matches that are, yeah, while he's giving matches that are fucking terrible, like, dude, that match he had with, uh, with, with Cena, like, uh, like it went like 15 minutes and then like the crowd, like literally during, during Cena's comeback is chanting, this is boring until the finish.
1: Damn. Um, in heat, James. Uh, does this company know how to do anything other than get heat? And in heat may actually encompass most of the other IWC awards. So, what what do you think about this obsession that WWE has with heat, James?
0: Yeah. Um. So, are we picking, yet or what are we doing?
1: Oh, we're picking. I'm just, I'm just giving every one of these their own spotlight.
0: Oh, oh well, I mean, the, the heat, the heat thing is uh, comes from uh, Brian Alvarez, and he had mentioned that um, all this company does is get heat, like, and it's not even heat for the intention of paying it off because that's the, that's the whole purpose of heat is we do something to piss you off, and we hope that you spend money to hope that a wrong has been righted. We don't we, we rarely ever get that sort of thing. We just get, oh, we're gonna do something wrong just just because like ha ha, you 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 pricks are, or you smucks are dumb enough that still keep watching this shit. So um yeah. That that's pretty much the gist of it.
1: Yep. So for me, the IWC award, of course, Jinder mahal. It, it it was the single most divisive <laughs> issue on the internet. It was, it, as I mentioned, it told you what kind of wrestling fan you were. It caused a lot of, like, wars online with people. Just, like, you know, if someone... It makes you question if they know the business of wrestling or not. What matters, uh, whether wins and losses, whether looking strong matters. What, you know... Your entire philosophy on wrestling is um, your tolerance for terrible matches. Um, <laughs> everything is there. Anything fucking with this, James?
0: Yeah, for me, it's heat because, like, heat, like, also encompasses the fact that they made a dude that was a jobber a champ, the champion. Like, when you do when you do stuff along the lines of, we're gonna have. Um, we're gonna have this guy win a championship, lose it, or go through a million hoops to get back this thing he wants, and then he, he and then he ultimately fails, and then he's stuck having to wrestle the, literally the boss, who's not an actual worker on the biggest show of the year, and he was and this dude is the number one guy on a brand. That's the failure. Like, that's heat. Like you're pissing, You're doing this to piss people off. When you have a dude that's a jobber win the belt, that's that's heat. When you have a a dude win the first ever uh, women's ladder or Money in the Bank match for a woman in a match like that is to piss people off. Yeah. With no plan to actually pay it off, not at all. Like. It, it, was, it was one of these weird. When you have Roman Reigns years. come like, out when there, when you have, for
1: example, I was going to say, when you have Roman Reigns come out there and stand for ten minutes and just just bask in the booze without really saying much at all, that's heat.
0: Yeah, like when you do stuff like have the have the number one like babyface in the, in the in the entire brand, like try to murder somebody like because they simply lost a match fair and square like wh- what the hell is that like it was it was a really weird year like dissatisfying finishes left and right all the all the stupid ref shit they did with AJ Styles and and um and Kevin Owens yep like it, it was it was one of those years where they were just like well eh, we're just going to like we're gonna find our way to weasel our way out of every single finish in the book. Like, never mind the fact that like we should just not do these certain matches. Like, we'll do matches that we have no business doing because like those are money that those are matches that can actually draw uh, attention to eyes to the to the co- to the product. We'll put it on free TV, and then like the team, the shit that we're actually going to get uh, that's supposed to sell the network and whatever else like pay per views. Like we'll have t- we'll have finishes that make you scratch your head and wonder like what's going on, and we don't, we, it doesn't matter if it doesn't make any sense. Like we're still going to have uh, tri- we're, so we're just going to have Triple H come out here and uh, and beat uh, Kurt Angle um, who was on his team uh, for Survivor Series, and then like confuse Shane. And then have him screw over Shane as well for for a reason that won't Absolutely be explained no until like four months from now, and we will probably be forgotten by then. Like it, 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 all just stuff, just like oh, well, just just swerves and and fuck finishes. It's 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 really frustrating.
1: Yeah, that that probably is the overarching uh, theme. I just hate that Jinder Mahal shit with you know, with oh, a oh, passion. Oh, oh,
0: real quick before we go. Real quick before we go, because I have to get this in as far as heat. Like we'll have, we'll completely bury an entire division so we can put over one woman that can't actually really work well compared to the other uh, wrestlers in the in the company. Yes. Like it, it's really weird. And also like, and it's also like by all conventions, of everything aside from gender would never, ever, ever in a million years of WWE uh, in WWE uh, as a business would ever employ somebody that size of that stature relative to the rest of the competition uh, that strongly. It makes no sense.
1: Bunch of heat. Um, yeah. And like, will
0: you? Can you imagine if they had? Da- can you ever imagine if they had Daniel Bryan like become the heel champion and then like be a chicken shit and until it's time to beat every single body in the ring with their with, her, with his finish in the middle of the ring well, beat everybody with, ever with, uh, with uh with a flying headbutts.
1: Well, I don't think they'd ever do that.
0: Yeah, but because it's a woman, they'd be like, oh, never mind, whatever. Yeah, they're all the same. And also, and also, like, this ain't the Daniel Bryan of women. This is, like, the... I don't know. I don't, there, are, there, aren't, there aren't too many, like, mediocre small guys that ever make it to WWE, let alone, like, you know, become a four-time champion. Right. Um yeah 2017
1: was without a doubt the weakest year since we've started back watching in wwe luckily i had new japan to buffer it with who i think had their greatest year i've ever seen in wrestling so (laughs) um these this this was a reflection of a lot of poor choices as james mentioned a lot of bad finishes on pay-per-view just not Taking into consideration what what people are actually looking for in wrestling right now, they have too often been concerned, been worried about the concerns of just one man. And this was a year where we saw members of the company openly bickering with fans on Twitter. Y'all know what it is with me and Road Dogg on on here. Anytime Road Dogg want to come get this work, uh, we can do that. But people are openly you know b- beefing and bickering with fans and telling them to shut up and enjoy it it's like no we can't enjoy it when you do this stuff when you break these arbitrary rules that you set up uh in the logic and everything that makes sense and go against that and then just say well just do just go with it that's not how anything in any entertainment world like medium would ever work so it's like if you undo everything, you know what happens James? Like if if your season 5 is like makes no sense anymore, you know what happens James? We stop, stop fucking watching. Yeah, we stop fucking watching the show. So like I don't know what if they think they're immune to that because they're not. As you can see about the ratings that Simon uh just, you know, wrote about recently. Uh what up Simon? And they I don't know. It was a strange year. Like, they, you know, were still making a bunch of money and. I guess that felt like a creative license to kill Uh, and what they did was kill all our pay-per-view main events they killed the logical booking they killed good wrestling they had a lot of wrestlers that were great wrestlers wrestling terrible wrestlers and trying to carry them to somewhere you know in the middle but all it does is raise the ceiling of the lower wrestler a little bit and bring down the ceiling for the great wrestler a lot and that's why we had so many two and three star matches this year james it was just so like they didn't they rarely let a finn balor get in there with an aj styles we're not any closer to seth rollins versus uh aj styles for example i know they're on different brands but i've talked about that match throughout the year um they barely got to like they didn't do dolph ziggler versus uh aj styles at all um they didn't do uh they didn't give shinsuke nakamura anyone good to wrestle on on pay-per-view
0: I I would say whiffed so much. Yeah, I would say the perfect example of this year is think of what Kevin Owens did in the ring or or the last his first two years in in WWE and then look at what he ended up having to do on pay-per-view this year, particularly after WrestleMania. Like it's a gigantic drop off in, in his quality of work that he has set set forth. Like, that's concerning for a dude that's number two guy on a brand. Uh, like, for you to have Roman Reigns be a three-time, a, a consecutive three-time um, main event for WrestleMania, have him quote-unquote retire The Undertaker, for him to finish out the year being, what, I think four and six on pay-per-view, that's, that's, that's terrible. Like that makes no sense. Like, stop pretending wins and losses don't matter. Stop pretending how you win and how you lose don't matter. Like, present the shit. Like, present the shit in in, in the simple forms for people to understand. Stop trying to confuse or get over on your fans or, or try to play games with your fans. Like, treat treat it with care, and people will. People will enjoy it more, spend more money. Like it's not that hard. Like it will also be easier for them. I don't understand. I don't understand for the need for antagonistic like standpoint or uh, or uh, uh, or take with your fans. I don't get it. But this year, like more than any other year, it felt like this is a gigantic skimming fu to the fans.
1: Yeah, and and, and last year was literally the reverse of that. Like they they were. To me, it was one of the best years WWE had um, ever in 2016. 2017 just wasn't that. And I really... I'm not optimistic for 2018. I mean, they're starting with uh, Braun Strowman versus Kane versus uh, Lesnar in the main event uh, at the Royal Rumble. And then AJ Styles is in a handicap match for the WWE title, which is strange. I'm actually writing a column about those two matches right now, uh, which will be on Lords of Pain coming up uh, in the next couple days or whatever. But... The, yeah, this this year, James, this year can go to fucking hell. As far as I'm concerned, in WWE, like it, it was just there, there was too much to, that that they asked us to just roll with for me, without my uh, spidey senses going off.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 with you. It's just for me, just overrun with heat. Like you can get like for for those, and and I've done this a few times. Like go over. The last this year with like a number of like the title the champions this year were, think about Survivor Series, think of how they had to switch up so many things because it was going to be Hill versus like like every match is going to be Hill versus Hill. Like there was a chance there was a spot where like every single champion except for Naomi at one point were all bad guys. Yep. Like it, it's it's they're really into the heat now and like the the show suffers in fact and like. The babyface are supposed to be the protagonists of the show. We're supposed to live and die with with uh, everything, every every up and down. But like when they're so weak and they're booked so poorly, like the answer to everything can't be oh turn them heel because then again then, then you look at your babyface roster. Be like all right, well who the hell's supposed to cheer for? Are we supposed to all cheer for heels? Like this is this is this is a real a real problem. Like for Sami Zayn to get two different guys over at the beginning of the year as a babyface um, at the end of the year as a heel because like y'all never want to do shit with him. Like,
1: that's a failure.
0: That's a problem. Yeah, it is. Especially when the guy that put up that kind of quality of work.
1: Yeah. Um, Are
0: you ever going to get a ball to him? No. It, it, like, I, don't, I have no reason to believe so. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah, that, that's pretty much, I think, a good place to leave it. Uh, for our One Nation Radio Awards, James, this was our sixth award show. It's been, you know, we've been doing this show for a long time. Thank you for doing this show with me always and every week or twice a week. And we picked up the amount of shows that we've done this year. We've We're only even getting deeper into this i hate to say uh, in, in some res- <laughs> in some respects but i do enjoy it um i do uh, enjoy the fellowship i created like you know Help cultivate with the community that we've uh, started with the Wrestling Square Circle, um, as well as um, what we got coming up with Anchor. And uh, the Social Suplex Podcast Network is growing. We've gone international. We have uh, our homeboys from Scotland. Uh, shouts out to Ricky and Clive. We've got the SMC Podcast. And then we've also got New J- the New Japan World covered uh, with Jeremy and Josh. I said this on their show. I think we're all kind of collectively like doing like some of our best work right now uh, with, you know, trying to give you guys good content and and good hours and, you know, ways to talk about this stuff that, you know, you may not necessarily hear um, from every other podcast out there. Like, I don't, you know, I listen to a bunch of podcasts, James, but I don't know if anything like, you know. I don't know if if anyone does it the same way we do, and I'm kind of proud of that. So, uh, any any final words for the year on the podcast, James, and we can get up out of here.
0: Um, no, nah, I, I I would say that uh, uh, I would say I look forward to what's going to uh, what's what's next to come for for um the Social Suplex Podcast Network and Social Suplex in general. And also, like you know, your career, like what you're doing on um, Lords of Pain. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm 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 excited for that, and I'm mean, also, you know, like I said, like there's all WWE does some really cool, like for all the stuff that they get wrong, they do a, they do some cool stuff, and their, their cool stuff makes you you know makes you not never want to quit on them. So, like, I'm also really excited for what holds a stake with, or what holds a place with um the Women's Royal Rumble, and the fact that in like the you know the possibility or, or probability or whatever you want to call it, the Ronda Rousey coming in and the element that she can bring. Um, maybe we have ourselves a, a woman, Brock Lesnar. Um, so I, so I, I'm really interested in to see like what happens in the future. And, you know, um, it seems like we might be on the verge of, of Johnny wrestling as NXT champion. So like, I, I'm still, I'm, so I'm excited to see what this year holds. Uh you know, and you know, regardless of whether it's good or bad, like we'll still be, we'll still be around to document it and <laughs> document it for for history, as uh, as Matt Hardy says. So, right, um, we'll be, we'll be there, we'll be the watchers, if you will. So, yeah, um, at least look, if it's good, great. It, that means we had a good time, and we can talk about how awesome stuff was. And if it's bad, I guess it's great also because then we get to trash it.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, and when when I first like pitched you know doing this uh, to James like you know years ago, uh, I always said like somebody has to be the new voices like eventually like those uh, that came before us and that were influenced by like either a they're gonna lose their in, their influence or b they're gonna stop doing it uh, before we do so <laughs> uh, that was our whole goal to become a voice um, you know in the wrestling community uh, with this whole thing and it seems like we're we're slow we've had some detours and we're slowly making our way towards that and we thank you guys for rocking with us um as much as you have uh, we'd love the the uh interaction with everyone and um uh, make sure you guys on um, dropping some ratings and all that um, it would help us out a great deal um but yeah that's gonna wrap up the show that's gonna wrap up 2017 in wrestling and we look forward to 2018 so for james this is rich peace Later